What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week four wide receiver start sets, going through every single week four matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are going to be the players you feel very confident throwing into your lineup, typically your wide receiver ones, your wide receiver twos, the fringe options, you could throw them in your flex wide receiver threes, potentially like high end wide receiver fours. You may not love it, but you know, they're suitable potentially in your lineup. If you have any fantasy questions, drop them down below. going to be putting out all my start sit videos today. So you'll get the running backs. And then I'm also doing the quarterbacks and tight ends this week on uh, Tuesday. Also just kind of shaking it up for this week, see what happens. So if you guys uh, are interested in those, go check those out, but let's jump into the Thursday night game. We have the Lions taking on the Packers. For the Lions here, I really feel like there's one fantasy-relevant wide receiver on this team. It is Amon Ross St. Brown. Even with his toe injury, he still went out, balled out in Week 3. He's a locked-in high-end wide receiver one rest of season. On the other side with the Packers, really hoping we get to see Christian Watson make his debut here in Week 4. Jordan Love has looked really impressive without his wide receiver one. I was really high on Christian Watson heading into the season, and that was before I thought Jordan Love would be solid. So now that Jordan Love is impressed, I think Christian Watson is an even higher ceiling. I will say that if Christian Watson misses this game, you know, like he's missed the first three, I think Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed could both be bumped up to fringe plays. Both have kind of flashed some impressive performances through three weeks. They both upped their route participation in week three. So, you know, Christian Watson could kind of shake that up if he plays. But if Watson doesn't give it a go, I think Dobbs and Reed are both interesting as like wide receiver three options. Now, moving over to the Sunday slate, we have the Falcons taking on the Jaguars. Drake London, after an impressive week two, down to another rough game in week three. I think at this point, he's like a back-end fringe option. One more rough passing game out of Ritter and just... You know, a rough game from Drake London that could dock him to a sit heading into week five. The talent is clearly there. He just needs some volume, just needs some targets. So we'll see what he can do here in week four, but he's definitely kind of teetering on the edge of being unplayable. On the other side for the Jaguars, down game for Calvin Ridley. Um, I still am very high on him. I think he can be a fantasy wide receiver one. He's going to be a start for me. Christian Kirk had a solid game. I got into the end zone. He's a fringe option. I think we just have to see what happens with Zay Jones here, because if Zay Jones does play, he did not play in week three. If Zay Jones plays here in week four, I do think that takes a hit to uh, Christian Kirk, because Christian Kirk does not operate on two wide receiver sets when Zay Jones is healthy. We saw him get in those two wide receiver sets with Zay Jones out, so it does kind of factor in on Zay Jones here, or sorry, does kind of factor in here on Christian Kirk, but that's how I'm currently viewing these wide receivers. Now in the next game, we have the Dolphins taking on the Bills probably the most fun matchup here in uh, week four. For the Dolphins, you fire up Tyreek Hill, you fire up Jalen Waddle every single week. I think Jalen Waddle is a really interesting buy low option just because the rest of these Dolphins uh, weapons have had these huge boom weeks. Jalen Waddle misses week three and didn't really do anything crazy in the first two weeks. So if you can buy low on Waddle, I think he's a wide receiver one rest of season. On the other side for the Bills, Stephon Diggs obviously locked in as a start. Gabe Davis did get into the end zone in week three, but it was his only reception. The volume is just not consistently there. He's very boomer bust. So he's definitely going to be a sit for me. Some people may argue a fringe. Um, He's really just not the type of player I love throwing into my lineup. I like some sort of floor um, and Gabe Davis does not have that. Next up, we have the Vikings taking on the Panthers. For the Vikings here, obviously Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one or wide receiver two, if you like Tyreek Hill there, um, high-end wide receiver one every single week. I have Jordan Addison as a fringe option. 
He kind of took a little bit of a step back in week three, just in terms of fantasy points, just because he didn't get into the end zone, but still an overall solid day. He's still operating as the wide receiver three in terms of routes. KJ Osborne is still running more routes than him. So until he kind of takes that leap into clear wide receiver two status, he's going to be a fringe option for me. But I mean, like, what are the Vikings looking at at this point, right? Jordan Addison, three pretty impressive performances. KJ Osborne just isn't that guy. I'd love to see Addison take that clear step to be one of the top two wide receivers here in week four. On the other side with the Panthers, I think Adam Thielen is a really interesting sell high option. Not super interested in him long-term. I do think he's a fringe option though, like back-end wide receiver three, potentially like a flex option coming off of two strong performances. We'll see whether it's Andy Dalton or uh, Bryce Young, but right now I have Thielen as a fringe play, DJ Chark as a sit, even though he is coming off of a pretty decent game. Um, Then moving over to the Broncos-Bears game, this really is just like a dumpster fire matchup here. For the Broncos, I think you fire up Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton as fringe plays. I think Sutton is also an interesting sell high. I view Judy as the wide receiver one rest of season, but I think both guys are wide receiver threes going up against the Bears. Marvin Mims is a sit, but he is very interesting. The last two weeks hasn't been overly involved, but has had multiple different splash plays, hoping he's able to build on his usage here in week four. On the other side for the Bears, DJ Moore kind of salvaged his uh, fantasy performance late in the game. I think there was at one point in the second half, he was sitting there with zero receptions. It was going to look like a huge bust game. Didn't happen. I think he ends up getting into the end zone. So solid day from DJ Moore. He's going to be a fringe option. I talked about this in the running back video. Just kind of very interested in seeing how this game shakes out because the Bears have been unbelievably bad offensively, but then the Broncos just got 70-pieced. So like what gives there? Are the, is the Broncos defense going to be impressive or are the Bears you know, going to have their first decent offensive game? guess we're just going to have to wait and see to get that answer. Um, In the next matchup, we have the Ravens taking on the Browns. For the Ravens, I think you continue to fire up Zay Flowers as a strong start. Solid wide receiver too. Had his best route participation of the season. Um, Odell Beckham, if he does play in this game, he's going to be a sit. A very disappointing usage for uh, Rashad Bateman. So unfortunate. Don't even think I have him on the graphic, but he's going to be a sit for me also. For the uh, Browns, Amari Cooper coming off of a solid week three game. He's obviously a locked in start. It's like a wide receiver two, maybe even working his way into wide receiver one territory. And then I have Elijah Moore as a fringe option. And even though Elijah Moore hasn't really been super dominant in terms of fantasy football production, he's been targeted 25 times through three games. I think that type of volume is definitely worth kind of throwing into your lineup if you do need him there as like a wide receiver three flex play. Next up, we're going to have the Steelers taking on the Texans. I think George Pickens is a nice like higher-end wide receiver three option. Nothing crazy in week three, but decent production. Um, As long as Deontay's out, I think he's kind of going to be in that range. On the other side for the Texans, before the season, I really did not think this Texans wide receiver room would be very relevant at all. Um, Through three weeks, we have three players that could be considered startable in terms of their wide receivers. I'm going to go with Tank Dell and Nico Collins as fringe options. Tank Dallas had two games as a starting wide receiver for this team. He had an 84% raw participation in week three. Week two was targeted 10 times, seven receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. Week three, seven targets, five receptions for 145 yards and a touchdown. He looks like the real deal, um, you know, through three weeks. Hopefully he's able to keep this going. He's going to be a fringe play for me. And then Nico Collins took a step back in week three, but that doesn't erase his impressive week one and week two. I still think he's like a wide receiver three play. And then Robert Woods, um, honestly, he was kind of impressive through two, I guess now three weeks of the season. 
I just think I prefer Nico Collins, and then now you have Tank Dell emerging. Tough to want to play like the wide receiver three in this offense. Next up is going to be the Rams taking on the Colts, and I have both Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell listed as starts. Even though the Rams kind of struggled on a Monday Night Football, I actually thought this was kind of a great look for both Puka and Tutu. Obviously, if they both kept putting up like absurd numbers and Puka's getting targeted like 15 plus times, that would have been cool to see. But I think it was also impressive that in a game where not everything was going right, the Rams only scored 16 points. They struggled at times in the passing game. Both these guys were able to still be solid for fantasy. Puka was targeted seven times, five receptions, 72 yards. Tutu went four for 50 on nine targets, also had a 22-yard run. Both of these players are on very impressive three-game streaks. Tough to call it a fluke or you know anything close to a fluke after three games. I think you fire up both of these players as very confident options in your lineup. Then for the Colts, Michael Pittman, another strong performance. He's a locked-in start. And then Josh Downs, someone I really liked heading into the season. Thought he slipped in the draft, um, expected him to go a lot earlier. He's starting to carve out a role here. Probably not super relevant in like your smaller leagues with shallower starting lineups. But if you have like you know, a big starting lineup format. You can go three wide receivers, a couple flexes, someone to definitely keep an eye on moving forward. He's been impressive through three weeks. Now in the next game, we're going to have the Buccaneers taking on the Saints. Bucks coming off of a uh, rough Monday night performance. Starting off with Mike Evans here, I was kind of surprised the way this wide receiver room has shaken out. I really thought Chris Godwin would be the top option here. I thought he'd be the better fit with Baker Mayfield, the more reliable week-to-week option. That's been Mike Evans through three weeks. He's had three strong games. I believe he scored a touchdown in all three weeks, and he puts together a solid week three, and it could have been much larger. He had at least three drops that could have contributed to a massive game. Obviously, he made up for it, or potentially made up for it a little bit with that crazy catch um, later on in the game. But Mike Evans, you just got to fire him up as a start. For Chris Godwin, I still have him as a fringe option. 6.3 targets per game is tough. But still, through three weeks, he's averaging 9.7 PPR points, which is not a good number. But when you factor in that he hasn't scored a touchdown and hasn't had a boom game yet, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not totally giving up on Chris Godwin at this point, um, but he's going to be like a back-end fringe option, back-end wide receiver three, potentially like high-end wide receiver four at this point. On the other side for the Saints, you continue to fire up Chris Olave as a very strong weekly play, locked in wide receiver one moving forward. I have Michael Thomas as a fringe option. He's had a pretty under-the-radar start to the season. Hasn't been crazy. 11.5 points per game through three weeks, but he still hasn't scored a touchdown, which is kind of capping that uh, point-per-game number. He's been targeted 26 times through three weeks, which is impressive. I think he's kind of a locked-in, solid wide receiver three option. And then sitting Rashid Shahid, he didn't do anything offensively. He had a return touchdown, but his route participation went way up here in week three. So definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. He was impressive in week one and week two in a uh, smaller usage role. So if he can keep his route participation from week three, he becomes very interesting. Now, the next game is going to be between the Commanders and the Eagles. For the Commanders, this wide receiver room is not looking great at this point. Um, Terry McLaurin is going to be the fringe option for me. I just think he's their wide receiver one, their best option. Jahan Dotson, I was kind of you know optimistic about him heading into the season. It has not panned out. Obviously, it's tough to kind of thrive with a lot of weapons on this current commander's passing attack, but definitely not startable at this point. Also going to be sitting Curtis Samuel. For the uh, Eagles here, you fire up A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith as very confident plays every single week. Then we're going to have the Bengals taking on the Titans. 
Jamar Chase finally bounced back big time week three. T. Higgins with the down game had a couple of drops, not fading T. Higgins. You go back to the well, starting him as a solid wide receiver too, and then sitting Tyler Boyd. On the other side of this matchup, you have DeAndre Hopkins, and I really wasn't a huge D Hop guy coming into the season, wasn't overly high on him, but I do feel like people are kind of prematurely burying him this season. I thought week one was really encouraging 13 targets, seven for 65. Week two and three haven't been great, but he's also been kind of banged up. He's been questionable heading into those games, dealing with an ankle injury. Now, obviously at his age, he's getting up there. Increased injury risk is definitely a factor and definitely a reasonable concern, but I still think he's playable as like a flex option, wide receiver three. And if he can get healthy, he could definitely be interesting later on in the season. But I don't think, you know, a bad week two and bad week three means he's just totally done as like a relevant fantasy option. In the next game, we're going to have the Raiders taking on the Chargers. Obviously, you fire up Devontae Adams as a great high-end wide receiver one. I also think you fire up Jacoby Myers as a start. He missed week two with a concussion, but through three weeks, he's had two very impressive performances, 22 targets in those two games, nine for 81 with two touchdowns in week one, then seven for 85 here in week three. Jimmy G has really just been locked in on feeding both Adams and Jacoby Myers. I like them both as wide receiver or like top 24 wide receivers here. On the other side for the Chargers, going to be starting Keenan Allen, obviously coming off of a monster game in week three. Very unfortunate news that Mike Williams out for the season with a torn ACL. It's a big hit to this Chargers offense. I was very high on Mike Williams. I have him on a lot of my teams. So a tough break there, obviously very tough break for him also. Um, I do think some people are going to, you know, want to fire up a guy like Joshua Palmer, Quinton Johnston. I think we just kind of wait and see what happens here. I do think if you roster Quentin Johnston in redraft or dynasty, this is a positive for him, um, right? There were multiple different ways for Quentin Johnston to kind of pay off this season. He could have just been so good that they had to put him in the lineup. That hadn't been the case early on in the season, but there was also pathways to Mike Williams going down or Keenan Allen going down, which could open up some playing time for Quentin Johnston. It kind of seems like uh, that's what's kind of happened here. I still think Joshua Palmer is going to operate as the wide receiver too, at least in the short term. Wouldn't really want to be playing him in my lineups, um, but Quinton Johnston, like it's open for him now. He could be the wide receiver three. He could work into Joshua Palmer's role. Um, So definitely interesting with Quinton Johnston moving forward. In the next matchup, we have the Patriots taking on at the Cowboys. Don't really want anything to do with this Patriots wide receiver room at this point. Sitting Devonta Parker sitting Juju Smith-Schuster, and then sitting Kendrick Bourne. On the other side for the Cowboys, you keep firing up CeeDee Lamb. Down game last week against the Cardinals. feel like you kind of just toss it. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver one. Brandon Cooks hasn't been great so far through three weeks. Uh, Michael Gallup coming off the best game I think he's had since his torn ACL. Still going to be a sit for me. We'll see what kind of shakes out there with those uh, wide receiver two and three for the Cowboys. In the next game, we have the Cardinals taking on the 49ers. For the Cardinals, Marquise Brown delivering another solid performance. Obviously a tough matchup here for the 49ers, but Marquise Brown still clearly the Cardinals wide receiver one. And Josh Dobbs has looked impressive through three weeks. Don't think they're going to go out there and dice up the 49ers, but I think Marquise Brown is definitely you know playable this week. On the other side for the 49ers, Debo Samuel locked in start. If Brandon Ayuk is healthy and active, I think you also fire him up. That's going to lead us into the Chiefs taking on the Jets. And I'm still just going to be fading this wide receiver room. Sitting Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, MVS, and Kadarius Toney. Toney's usage, I do believe he was kind of injured heading into this game, but it's not been great. 
Um, Rasheed Rice, I think is probably the most interesting option here moving forward, just because he's like the unknown as a rookie. Um, he saw an uptick in his usage in uh, week three. So something to keep an eye on. But in terms of week four, don't want to play any of these guys. For the Jets, Garrett Wilson, pretty much the only relevant wide receiver here. He's a fringe option. Zach Wilson has just been brutal. This Chiefs offense, or sorry, this Chiefs defense has been pretty tough over the past two weeks. So Garrett Wilson's a fringe option for me. Hopefully they make some sort of quarterback move. I don't know how you just sit there with a pretty talented roster with Zach Wilson there. It's just clearly not working out. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be any serious turnaround there. I do think at some point they're going to have to make a change. Hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. And then the final game of the week, Seahawks taking on the Giants. Tyler Lockett coming off a down game. I still think you fire up both DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as very firm starts. Going to be sitting JSN. Just hasn't worked out a big enough role yet to actually trust him in your lineups. And then for the Giants, don't really want anything to do with this wide receiver room. Sitting Slayton, sitting Isaiah Hodgins, and then also sitting Paris Campbell. That is going to wrap it up for every single week for matchup for the wide receiver position. Hit that like button if you did enjoy. Helps me out a lot. Go check out my other Start Sif videos. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.